the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Washington Generals never win. That's what I thought I was watching or trying to watch uh, when I was trying to watch the Kavanaugh hearings today. Uh, In case you didn't know, the Republicans are the Harlem Globetrotters. The Democrats are the Washington Generals. And the, as you know, Washington Generals never beat the Globetrotters. Not going to happen. And the Democrats are not going to win. I know as a talk show host, I probably have some kind of an obligation to torture myself by watching this stuff. But I'm sorry. It's just too stupid. All the questions are predictable. So are the monologues that precede the questions on both sides. And uh, other than the, if it weren't for the disturbances with the idiots in the in the peanut gallery, uh, I know that ages me, but um, the, the people in the crowd coming up and trying to disrupt things, other than that, uh, it's been a pretty boring, uh, pretty boring procedure. And, and not so much that it's boring. I mean, it's important and all that stuff, but it's just predictable. It's just, where's it going? Uh, and the answers are okay, but you know Kavanaugh's not going to fall into any traps He's been preparing for this for too long. It's not going to happen. And why would anybody be interested in watching a game when you know the result beforehand? The final score here is going to be 50 to 49. That's it. The Democrats have tried to postpone the hearing by claiming that they haven't gotten enough documents on Kavanaugh. Uh, they started that like 15 seconds in, literally. As soon as, as, soon as the, uh, the proceedings started, uh, Harris from California, she jumped in and said she wanted to postpone the hearing. Uh, they, and, and it's because the Republicans, or I'm sorry, the Democrats say they, they haven't gotten enough documents on Kavanaugh. Now, the Republicans say that they have given the Democrats more documents than were provided by the last five Supreme Court nominees combined. I don't know how many documents that is, but it's too many, okay, if it's five times. Uh, these are the same people who pass legislation every day that they haven't read. They, they won't read a 10-page piece of legislation, but they, they're gonna, they want to see these documents on Kavanaugh. They get briefed on the legislation after somebody on the staff reads them. They're talking about 42,000 documents, okay? Uh, and that's what they got Monday night. The hearing started Tuesday morning. So can you see Dick Durbin sitting at home pouring over 42,000 documents Monday night? And if they gave him three months to look at, I did some math, you know, if they gave him three months to look at those documents, he'd have to look at 466 documents a day. Now, that's documents. That doesn't mean pages. It, who knows? Let's say it's an average of two pages a document. That's a thousand. That's over a thousand pages a day he'd have to read. And of course, it's not just easy reading. You got you to gotta really look at them. So that's 466 documents a day. And if he looked at them for 24 hours a day, that would be 19 documents uh, a day. So, and, and you think that so he would be able to look at 19 documents a day. It would take him nine months. And you think that Senator Richard Blumenthal, the guy who forgot that he didn't actually serve in Vietnam when somebody you know kind of asked him for some proof a few years back, why he's still there, I don't know. But you think he'd spend 24 hours a day for three months pouring over documents? And do you think that the Republicans would be dumb enough to make documents available to them that would have any, would have any bearing whatsoever on how they voted? It's going to be 50 to 49. And unless one of the Republicans is going to do a 360 reverse slam dunk, we're not missing much if we don't watch. Better to get the highlights. Of course, the, there was a time not too long ago when you couldn't win 50 to 49. Remember when it had to be 60 to 40? Until Harry Reid made a big mistake. Remember this? It's a historic change Democrats say will help fix a broken system. It's time to change the Senate before this institution becomes obsolete. And Republicans argue will make Washington gridlock worse. It puts a chill on the entire United States Senate. Senate Democrats voted to lower the threshold to break a filibuster from 60 votes to 51 votes, a simple majority. It strips the minority party's ability to block a president's nominees. 
called the nuclear option for good reason. Just a few years ago, even Democratic leader Harry Reid said he wouldn't do it, saying it would be... It's a black chapter in the history of the Senate. So what about now? Why isn't this a black chapter in the history of the Senate? Things have changed dramatically since 2005. Dramatically. For the, five, the last four and a half years... They have done everything they can to deny the fact that Obama was elected and then re-elected. Wow, imagine that. Denying that somebody who was elected was actually elected. Who would do that? Um, <laughs> it's, it's, it's great. A black mark, a black chapter, I think he said, on the Senate, in the history of the Senate or whatever it was he said. Um, it's, it, there's nothing better than this. It's, so, it's just perfect. It's perfect Washington politics. That this guy would say that, and then a couple years later, he would complete... I mean, uh, you talk about a 180-degree reversal. He reverses himself and then thinks he can get away with insulting... Well, I guess he can, because he did it. But uh, insulting people's intelligence and making them think that things have changed. Uh, and so that's why he did it. Not because uh, you know that, that there was any principle involved, or because it was he was looking for a, a couple of wins on some boats, it was because, you know, things have changed. So, uh, and what you're, I think the, the sad thing about it, if you're if you're someone who voted for Trump, and the reason you voted for Trump was because you thought maybe there was a swamp down there that need to be, needed to be drained, if you watch these hearings, you see a lot of swamp creatures, don't you? A lot of them in there. So... Uh, I think, and they're, and they're putting their stupidity. You know, they're not. They're smart people, but the but the, what they do, so much of what they do, is a waste of time, an insult to anybody uh, who has the intelligence of a, a turnip, and and they continue to do it. And this is going to go on and on and on, and everybody knows the final score is going to be fifty to forty nine, and that's the way it's going to be. It's going to end. So. Just get it over with. Quit wasting people's time. He's going to be. He's going to be um, approved, nominated. I mean, he's going to. Be, he's going to be. He's going to be a Supreme Court justice. Okay, and it's. It, this is all. Uh, I, it, it's an exhibition game. It doesn't mean anything. So Harry made a big mistake, and now the Democrats. You know, they actually have a better chance of blocking a LeBron James dunk than they do of uh, being able to block Brett Kavanaugh from being on the Supreme Court. Now they have to figure out a way to keep Ruth. Bader Ginsburg awake. We'll be back. Marley Financial has done it again. These guys are just fantastic. Many of you know or have worked with our friend Todd Marley at Marley Financial. You also know that they were the first and still the best option for individual health insurance providing both traditional and non-Obamacare plans. But now they're also offering the best group health plans in the nation. Typical savings of up to 40%. Small, medium, and even large groups, Marley has got you covered. Giving you and your employees access to national networks where you can go to any hospital, Highmark, UPMC, Mayo Clinic, or even Johns Hopkins. Marley gives you the power to choose what's best for you and your employees, whether they're W-2 or 1099 subcontractors, without the usual headaches of things like minimum participation or employer contributions. Call Marley Financial now at 724-884-1496. That's 724-884-1496. And find out what it's like to work with the most innovative agency in Pennsylvania. 724 824-1496 at MarleyFG.com. This story is called The Ugly Truth About Timeshare. If you think you've done your family a favor by buying a timeshare, you need my help. Hello, I'm Chuck McDowell, CEO and founder of Wesley Financial Group. Ten years ago, I started helping folks cancel their timeshare contracts, and in the process started what's now called the timeshare cancellation industry. Timeshare is the only thing that you can buy that you can't tell me how much it's going to cost or when it's going to end. When you buy a timeshare, you give them a blank check to fill out any amount they want for annual maintenance and assessment fees. Sound crazy? The crazy thing is, this never ends. Even when you die, your family's now going to be stuck with this burden. Stop the insanity today. Call my office now. 
I guarantee if we can't cancel your timeshare contract, you'll pay nothing. Call for your free information kit, 800-786-9300. That's 800-786-9300. 800-786-9300. How much do you spend on your pest control each year? 200 300 or even $500 or more? What if I said you could spend less than $25 a year, even less with promo code RADIO20? Then listen up. G'day, I'm Scott from Plug-In Pest Free, and yes, it is possible to rid your home or business of unwanted pests for less than $25 per year. The answer is Plug-In Pest Free. Our best seller, the Plug-In Pest Free Pro, will cover up to 4,000 square feet. Now that's fair dinkum. For just a one-time cost of only $249, even less with promo code RADIO20, you'll be pest-free for years to come. Log on to gopestfree.com today. Use promo code RADIO20 and start driving those pests away. Don't spray and regret. Plug in and forget. Gopestfree.com. That's gopestfree.com. Promo code RADIO20. You know the moment. The workday is over. Your daily responsibilities have been met. The shoes slip off and you lie back. It's that end of day. Ah, That's the relief you'll feel when you rest on the body-soothing serenity made locally at the original Mattress Factory. Relief from middleman markups and a hard day's work. The original Mattress Factory. Thoughtfully made. Honestly priced. OriginalMattress.com Did you know that when you buy a mattress from a retail store, that mattress is being sold for the second time? What do I mean? Well, the manufacturer sells the mattress to the retailer, who in turn sells it to you with costs and markups for both parties. At the Original Mattress Factory, we have our own factory right here at our store. So the mattress you buy is being sold for the first and only time. That's why our prices are hundreds less than the mainstream mattress brands. Stop by one of our factory locations or visit us at OriginalMattress.com to see for yourself. This is the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250, The Answer. Well, before we move along here, I thought you might want to uh, catch up on what happened today in Washington. Uh, Marco Rubio was having some kind of a, a press conference. He was meeting with the media. He was standing in front of a microphone. And Alex Jones of InfoWars came up, and they went back and forth. And then, listen closely, because Alex apparently... Well, you can see it on the video on YouTube. I'm just going to play the audio here, but I think uh, Alex put his hands on Marco at some point. He knows who InfoWars well, is. But Playing you, this joke over here. That's why the deplatforming didn't work. But, but, yeah, but here, here's, here's the question. Here's a question. Hey, don't touch me. I'm asking you not to touch me. Well, sure, I'm just mad at you nicely. I know, but I don't want to be... I don't know oh, you want me to get arrested? I don't know who you are. It's not just going to take my first arrested, amendment. Man. You're it's not, not just enough arrested. to take my first amendment? Oh, oh, he'll beat me up. I didn't say that. I know I am, but he's so mad. You're not going to silence me. Good. That's the way it should be. Somebody puts his hands on you, you tell him to back off. It's men. Men at work. Sorry about that. But uh, you know, I'm sure you're going to be seeing that everywhere tonight on cable news. Uh, that's a. Um, I, I, I just happened to spot it on YouTube and I uh, wanted to play that for you. That's uh, a. That's. Um, Marco Rubio and uh, Alex, Mr. Uh, Infowars. So anyway, uh, this news is just in. Uh, Colin Kaepernick still doesn't have a job in the NFL, not that he really needs one. Uh, Nike's obviously paying him millions of dollars. They came out with an ad today, an ad, TV ad, and it's well produced, which means this uh, this has been planned for a long time. Um, this is a uh, this is a well produced commercial, so. It's not something that they, you know, they decided over the weekend to make uh, Colin Kaepernick their their spokesperson or the face of their product. I'll play it for you here in a minute. But uh, based on what the marketing and business people are saying, this was a smart move by Nike. I think the initial reaction from most people was that Nike, what, what are they, crazy? Hooking up with a guy who's so polarizing? Now, their stock did drop 3.2% yesterday. I didn't see what it did today. But according to Fortune magazine, it's not really a big deal, even though it's a $4 billion loss. That's 3.2%. Pretty big company. But see, here's the issue. Nike's stock is up 50% over last year and 134% in the last five years. So Nike's making money. And um, they don't, I think they got a, you know, I'd, I'd say that's a pretty big cushion they have going for them right there. 
Now, Fortune points out that Nike has the world's 18th most valuable brand. So, I mean, that puts them up there with the big boys. And I think they are the number one brand when it comes to apparel. So, uh, and that's in the world, not in the United States. Remember, it's, it's the world we're talking about here. And here's a really good point that a lot of people are missing when they wonder why Nike's not worried and why they can afford to take a chance, if it is a chance, on having somebody like Colin Kaepernick uh, as their, uh, the face of their product in the United States. Nike's growth is coming from places that couldn't care less about Kaepernick kneeling during the national anthem because, number one, they don't care about the national anthem. They don't care about the United States all that much, and they certainly don't care about American football. Nike's profits in the U.S., they dropped 5% over the last nine months. That's not good. I mean, when you're talking about a company that large, they'd rather not see that. But they went up 8% in Latin America, 13% in Europe, and 16% in China. It's a big planet. Just about everybody's wearing shoes these days. Now, I'm sure you've been waiting for the ad, and this is coming up here. This is a TV ad. It doesn't work, obviously, quite as well without the pictures, but I'll play a little bit for you here. You'll get the idea. If people say your dreams are crazy, if they laugh at what you think you can do, good. Stay that way. Because what non-believers fail to understand is that calling a dream crazy is not an insult. It's a compliment. Don't try to be the fastest runner in your school or the fastest in the world. Be the fastest ever. Don't picture yourself wearing OBJ's jersey. Picture OBJ wearing yours. Don't settle for homecoming queen or linebacker. Do both. Lose 120 pounds and become an Iron Man after beating a brain tumor. Don't believe you have to be like anybody. And it goes somebody. on like that, and there's uh, you have to see the pictures, but it's him basically saying, you know, believe in something, even if it means sacrificing everything. Of course, uh, what, how much he sacrificed is, a, is debatable, and people are debating it around the country. And here's another angle that a lot of people have been jumping on, sweatshops, and how... Nike is hypocritical for hooking up with Kaepernick, whose big beef, as unjustified as it is, as we pointed out yesterday, is oppression, systematic oppression, while Nike, I guess uh, we could call it, oppresses people around the world, at least exploits them anyway, by having them make shoes in sweatshops for a couple bucks a day. They had a big problem with the sweatshop issue in the 90s, but then cleared it up. Um, the, uh, The head of the company, Phil Knight, went on a campaign and cleaned it up, and they uh, they, they, there were lots of demonstrations. There were demonstrations on college campuses because um, the college football teams and, and basketball teams were wearing Nike apparel. And uh, the kids got the idea that the, they were watching their players run up and down the court or run around on the football field wearing uh, apparel and equipment that was made in sweatshops. So they didn't like it. But most people miss the point when they talk about sweatshops. They're not all that bad. Now, I, let me give you an example. And you'll be hearing a lot about sweatshops as this Nike thing goes on. I don't know how long it's going to go on before it totally fizzles out, but the commercial came out today. So it's, that's going to be on the news tonight. So it's going to go on for at least a little while here. And after the season starts and we see what happens with the national anthem, which could end up being an issue. Um, I went to Nicaragua about 20 years ago. To do a story, they opened the um, Roberto Clemente Medical Center in, I can't remember the name of the place. It was, <clears throat> you have never been more in the middle of nowhere than this place was. And people came to the medical center on donkeys. Um, and many of the people who were coming there from, uh, these, this is in Nicaragua, many of the people who were coming there were, and they, these were adults, older adults too. This was the first time they had ever seen a doctor. That's that's how poor they were. That's how far out in the middle of nowhere it was. Now, I spent some time in Managua, uh, Nicaragua, and I rode uh, a bus from Managua out to the, to the uh, medical center. And it was a tough ride on a bus, mountainous and some strange roads, and it was interesting. But here's what... Here's what I remember from my trip when I hear people talking about 
sweatshops. You'll hear that you'll hear them say that these poor people, and you have to feel bad for them if they have to work eight hours a day, and they're making two dollars a day, and that and people just that, that just seems criminal. And maybe it is. I don't know, but. We had a bus. It was a nice bus. It was just a bus, the same kind of bus you'd ride, a, a Port Authority bus. And we had a bus driver who looked just like a bus driver you'd see here in, in Pittsburgh. And he was a good bus driver, and he, he, was, he wasn't riding up and down uh, the parkway or riding up and down West Liberty Avenue. He was riding on some tough roads through the country in Nicaragua. And I found out he made $160 a month, a month is what he made. I think that comes to about forty dollars a um, uh, a week. That's what he was making. Now, that, I don't know what that was in pesos. It was probably ten thousand pesos a month. But he was making a hundred and sixty dollars a month to drive a bus, and that was a respectable job. He he looked like a, a bus driver. He looked like he was a professional guy. And uh, I remember walking down the streets of Managua. I was doing some stuff for television. I was working for KDKA, and kids would come out, and the, the parents would were sitting in the, um, the the shells of buildings that had been destroyed in the, the big earthquake, the one that uh, Roberto Clemente was going to when he died. By the way, today is Roberto Clemente Day, but anyway, um, he that that was the big earthquake, and those this was a, this was maybe late eighties. I'm sorry, late nineties uh, that that I went down there twenty years ago. And the buildings were still shells, and people were living in them. And they were sitting around listening to their big uh, boombox radio. That was entertainment, and they had their clothes hanging on barbed wire that was in the buildings. They lived in buildings with no roof. So they would send the kids out to beg. The kids would come out, and it's just little – I mean, I'm talking about toddlers, three and four years old. Cute little kid would come out little girl would come out, and she'd stand in front of you and hold her hand out, and just whatever you would give them. And I had, I was giving them lots of stuff, and I would, you would give them a Nicaraguan dime, which is probably like one-fiftieth of a cent, and they'd be thrilled. I'd give them all my, I'd have my pockets full of Nicaraguan money. I don't even know what I gave them. I just gave, you know, threw bills at them, and I was happy to give it to them. But, so, when you say, when when you say that Nike's doing a bad thing by opening a, sh- a shoe factory and paying these people two dollars a day, if your kids are out begging for Nicaraguan dimes, and that's how you're eating, and uh, you're living in a, in a in the shell of a building, two bucks a day is pretty good. And if and if you um, if 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 you don't, if you pay, if you think you're going to pay them what they, what you pay people in America, or even half what you pay them in the United States, there's no reason for uh, Nike to open up a factory there. The only reason to do it is because you're going to get people who are desperate for work and will work cheaply. And you are not torturing them. You're actually, in most cases, doing them a favor by providing them with a, an income. And the two dollars a day. That bus driver, the way I figured, that bus driver was making about a dollar a day. He was driving a bus. So two bucks a day, he might have quit his job driving a bus to go make Nike shoes. I don't know. So when you just remember that when you hear the um, stories about the Nike sweatshops, and, and most of the conservatives will be jumping on that and, and ripping some, many conservatives, but the liberals also will, will, will come forward with that and start talking about how terrible it is that Nike is uh, is hypocritical, and that they're talking about oppression and they're exploiting the, the the poor in these places around the world. Maybe they are, but uh, but you know what? No matter what your job is, somebody is exploiting your willingness to work for whatever it is they're willing to pay you. I'm willing to do this radio show for what they're paying me here, so I'm being exploited. They're getting me to do it. I think it's I'm vastly underpaid. And so is my producer, Aaron, and I plan to do something about it. But that's a different story. We're going to come back and completely change the subject here, right here on the John Stoggerwald Show, AM 1250, The Answer. With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. Supreme Court nominee Judge Brett Kavanaugh was back before the Senate Judiciary Committee today for the first of what are supposed to be several days of questioning from senators. 
He says his loyalty will be to the Constitution, not any one person, including the president who nominated him. No one is above the law in our constitutional system. He also says the 1973 Roe v. Wade abortion decision is an important precedent. One of the important things to keep in mind about Roe v. Wade is that it has been reaffirmed many times over the past uh, 45 years. The Mexican man charged with killing an Iowa college student was known for years on the dairy farm where he worked by another name, John Butt. Yerby Farms is facing scrutiny over whether its managers had any idea that Christian Bahina Rivera was in the country illegally. This is SRN News. Are you tired of barely making money in your IRA? Did you miss out on the Internet boom? What if I told you that you could invest in cryptocurrency just before the institutions get involved? The fact is, institutional money is waiting on the sidelines with trillions of dollars, and the Chicago Board of Option is close to approving Bitcoin ETFs on its exchange. This is why the smart money like Goldman Sachs is taking down major positions. The key here is to position yourself before the institutional money takes over. The bottom line is this. Breaking news on Bitcoin is about to break. By the time you read about it in the Wall Street Journal, it's too late. If you're able to position yourself at these levels today before the news, your percentage gains could be absolutely staggering. Get the facts now. Call 1-800-902-4700. Put your IRA or 401k to work for you today. Call 800-902-4700. 800-902-4700 for free information. Crypto-based IRA is a service of Santa Enterprises with custodial services of Kingdom Trust. Not FDIC insured. Investment may lose value. Mike Gallagher. The Mike Gallagher Show. There are plenty of good, solid journalists who do their best to report the news straight down the middle. But there are plenty of corrupt journalists who masquerade as news people who are actually advocates. They're trying to stop this presidency, and normal people know it. The Mike Gallagher Show. Weekdays at 9, right before Dennis Prager at noon on AM 1250. The answer. Do you dream of owning your own home? Dollar Bank's Free Mortgages for Men workshop can show you how to break the rent cycle. You'll learn the right way to home ownership with a plan to strengthen your savings and create less debt. You can even get help with restoring bad credit. Join Harold Hayes and Dollar Bank at the Free Mortgages for Men home buying workshop. Saturday, September 22nd at 9 a.m. at the David L. Lawrence Convention Center. Childcare will be available. To register, call 1-800-345-3655 today. Dollar Bank, equal housing lender. Pennsylvania's Union kowtowing prevailing wage law is an albatross around the neck of Keystone State taxpayers, good governance, free market competition, and economic growth. As the Allegheny Institute for Public Policy recently noted, if public projects are unnecessarily expensive, state and local governments are unable to tackle as many projects as they could and should. Learn more about why the state's prevailing wage law should be abolished at AlleghenyInstitute.org where conventional thinking is challenged every day. The Pittsburgh North Regional Chamber invites you to a taste of cranberry. Monday, September 24th, over 20 of your favorite local eateries and chains converge on the Doubletree by Hilton and Cranberry with unlimited samples from 5 to 8 p.m. Enjoy great food, entertainment, kids zone, and prizes. Tickets are available now at pghnorthchamber.com. Don't miss a taste of cranberry. Monday, September 24th at the Doubletree by Hilton and Cranberry. Visit pghnorthchamber.com. The country has been pushed to the limit. Our political bonds have been torn apart. We need a true leader who can save us from certain doom. (laughs) Unfortunately, we can only find this guy. Hey, it's Glenn Beck. Glenn Beck is coming live to talk about the right path forward and to make fun of the people standing in the way. He might not be able to save the country, but at least we can all go down laughing. Glenn Beck Live, Saturday, November 3rd, Carnegie Music Hall of Homestead. Reserved seats on sale this Friday at 10 a.m. at librarymusichall.com. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer. On the Parkway East, it is stacking up outbound from Boulevard of the Allies to the Squirrel Hill Tunnel and delays on the inbound side. It's heavy from Edgewood Swissvale to the Squirrel Hill Tunnel and 2nd Avenue to the Fort Pitt Bridge. It's heavy outbound on the Parkway West as well, Banksville Road to Carnegie. And we see an accident as well, Town Square Way at Clareton Boulevard. Watch out for that slow outbound 51 Englert Street to Library Road. I'm Jenny Robinson on AM 1250, The Answer. AM 1250, The Answer. Weather. A stray thunderstorm around early this evening, otherwise partly cloudy, warm, and sticky tonight. Could be a late-night thunderstorm, low 70. 
Tomorrow, not as hot, but humid with clouds and sun, a shower or thunderstorm around, especially in the afternoon, high 83. Warm and humid tomorrow night, low 66. Mostly cloudy Friday, humid with a couple of showers, high 78. I'm meteorologist Bill Skladankis on AM 1250, The Answer. You're listening to the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250, The Answer. Well, last week we spent a segment here um, talking to a pediatric endocrinologist about gender dysphoria. I know that's a mouthful, but it was mostly because I have a lot of questions about transgenderism and uh, the way it's uh, portrayed in the media. We're all supposed to accept its wonderfulness without any questions, and Dr. Quentin Van Meter did a good job of destroying a lot of the myths about it, including the idea that it should be encouraged by parents who have kids who are confused about their gender. And one of the questions I had was about the influence of peer pressure combined with the, uh, the media's glorification of it that might you know, be causing kids to make the leap too soon. Well, Brown University did a study that seemed to prove just that, but now that study has been repressed. Joy Pullman of The Federalist has written a great piece about that. She's here now. Thanks for being here, Joy. Thanks for asking me. Uh, did I get anything wrong there? Uh, that, uh, no, that's a pretty good summary of, of, of the study. I can go into greater detail in any way you'd like. Yeah, that's, let's start with what the study studied and what it seemed to find. Right. So the researcher at Brown University is in um, their basic, the, kind of their OBGYN public health department, and she was reading all of these reports, parents, you know, talking about their kids who had declared that they were transgender all of a sudden. And so she became interested in this and recruited about, I believe it was 256 people um, that had experienced this uh, among their children. And she had them answer a survey um, and just basically, you know, learning about the background of the children, the ways that the parents treated them, um, the, you know, the, the sorts of things they had done with them, they had experienced and so on and so forth. And her conclusions, I mean, there, there's a lot in the study and I really recommend that folks, if they're interested, go and read it. It's fascinating. Um, but some of the kind of, bullet point, point sorts of things that came out of it were that the study does seem to indicate that transgenderism that happens, you know, rapidly, it's called rapid onset gender dysphoria, um, definitely seems to be a social contagion. So, for example, among the children, um, the kids were much more likely to say that they were transgender if they had a transgender or a gay or lesbian friend, especially, you know, if the person was an authority figure like a teacher um, you know, another adult in their life that they respected. Um, the other uh, thing that was extremely common around all the kids um, was spending a lot of time online learning about transgenderism, you know, reading threads on Reddit, um, watching YouTube videos. So exposure to LGBT-themed content was another very prominent thing that was contributing to the likelihood that a child would say, I'm trans mom and dad. Um, and another thing um, that was really uh, high, you know, increased the child's risk of declaring rapidly that the child thought um, he or she was transgender is if the child was around kind of an identity politics culture. So if, if their peers would say things like, I hate white people, straight people suck, uh, <laughs> I hope I can say that on air, uh, you know, things, you know, just disparaging comments about people and um, then th- based on their identity um, politics that was also a factor that was, would make a kid more likely to declare themselves transgender. Well, it, it sounds like nothing that's not normal for a teenager. And what I mean by that is uh, teenagers are impressionable. They're influenced by their peers. They might do things that they wouldn't really normally do if they, if they think that they can impress one of their peers. Um, mm-hmm. And so none of that stuff to me is unusual. It's just what it's what's really unusual is that it's a pretty big step to take in order to accomplish all those things, which is to change your gender. And so, well, that's exactly right. I mean, so if I'm, you know, I'm a parent, I have children. If my kid came home and wanted to dye her hair purple, fine, yeah, you know, yeah. have some fun. You're just a kid. Yeah. Uh, but my child comes home and says, you know, I actually think my daughter say, you know, I'm a boy mom. I want you to give me um, a testosterone. I would like to repress my breast growth. You know, I want to have my Adam's apple, you know, enlarged, so on and so forth. You know, that is some serious stuff. And that actually is one of the things that scared these parents in the study. And it's really important for your audience to know that I I was upper, you know, mid to upper 80% of these parents describe themselves as pro-LGBT. 
they, you know, uh, five, uh, four out of five, 85, 86 percent of them took their children to transgender clinics and transgender thera- therapy at the child's request. So these are very pro-gay, pro-gender you know, gender bending kinds of things. These are not, you know, angry, worried parents. They were very open to alternate sexualities. But really what they really did not want to do was say, you know, at the point that the child is saying, oh, maybe I want to cut off healthy body parts, that's where they were really starting to be concerned about what was going on with their kids. And um, the reaction was not positive from the trans community. So Brown just decided that, well, th- this study didn't happen then. What, what, I mean, what did they do, just pull it? Just well, that, make it wasn't quite that bad, but basically what happened, which, and this is a very unusual thing, is a strong tenet of, you know, what they call academic freedom, that uh, academic researchers are backed up, you know, by the university and their publication when they go through the work of collecting data and making a public argument. It's totally fine in the you know academic community to argue with their or statistics, you know, their methods to say, well, I think your interpretation is wrong. But what really you know that is considered uh, you know restricting the ability of science to contribute to our ability to grow and learn is if a university would say, you know, oh, we're actually going to punish a professor for publishing a study or researching something or saying, uh, you know, an unacceptable um, um, thing. So, but that is kind of what happened here at Brown, you know. So rather than standing behind their professor and saying, you know, our, our professors are free to publish on whatever content, you know, they have, you know, if people have arguments, they're free to float them. That's, that's been kind of a standard classical liberal line. But the Brown University dean of their School of Public Health came out and they said, you know, they scrubbed from Brown University website the references, of the, the publication of this study, the kind of news um release that they had sent out about it and you know now both the university and the um the journal that it was published in are saying that they're investigating you know <laughs> the the researcher and whether they should have published the study so it is definitely what they call chilling speech you know putting people on notice well some things you're not allowed to explore if especially if the results contradict politically <laughs> correct uh, ideas so it's like it's like uh them somebody doing a study that the earth was round and saying, yeah. you know, we can't have that. We, we, a lot of people are upset. Uh, the flat earth people are just not going to accept that. So let's just pretend that we didn't find this stuff out. And this is, uh, and we're talking to Joy Pullman of the Federalist, who's written a piece about a study at Brown on uh, uh, gender dysphoria, which is transgenderism, if you want to make it uh, more familiar to you. But um, no, but it's, it's not a small thing. Uh, um, I compare right. it, uh, I, and I don't want to trivialize it, but I compare it to tattoos. Um, you know, when I, I'm old, and when I was a kid, uh, you know, you could find pictures of, of my, me and my friends with really long hair and uh, growing up in the '60s, and uh, some we're wearing some really ugly clothes. But and we look, <laughs> and we look at the pictures and we laugh. Well, I, yeah. I look, I think of the the kids who have tattoos now, you know, I'm talking about not, not kids 12 years old, but, you know, the, the 18, right. 19, 20-year-old kids, when they look at the pictures of themselves when they're 50 and 60 years old, they're going to they're gonna laugh at their tattoos, but they're still going to have them. You know what I mean? They're, yeah. they're, they're permanent. Yeah, exactly. So this is not a, this, it's actually, it, it's, what's really strange to me is it's, it sounds like just a stupid fad that, that kids outgrow. But it's such a, it's so much more serious than that. And you would think that a university, when when they discovered this, would want to scream it from the mountaintops and say, "Hey, wait a minute, let's well, exactly. back off of this a little bit." Well, like you're saying, you know, oh, everybody, if you grow your hair long, you can just cut it, right? You yeah. wear weird clothes, you can change your clothes, fine. But we're talking about, I mean, the the line from the accepted kind of push from the tra- the radical transgender activists is that. Children should not experience normal puberty if they think that they are transgender. They should have it suppressed, which can make them infertile, among other things. So if you just kind of explore that, oh, you think, maybe I'll try this thing. It's just like changing my hair. It's just kind of a fad or whatever. As part of that fad, you know, later in your life when you, you know, kind of come out of it, you you think, okay, well, wow, that's actually kind of crazy. Women can't turn into men or vice versa. (laughs) You know, our DNA tells us, you know, what sex we are. Uh, but and you want to have kids maybe you know you will not be able to do that and there's it's not just not having kids there are many many other ways that cross sex hormones that cutting off healthy body parts really it mangles people we're talking child mutilation here 
And there, we haven't had a very good public discussion of this, and especially we can't have one if information about it is suppressed so that people can't even learn about what the effects might be if they pursue an, an uncharted path for a, a child. And political correctness is, is you know, bad enough when it, when it relates to things that really don't matter that much. But if political correctness is, is, is preventing... You're preventing you from preventing your kid to do something crazy with his or her body. That's 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 pretty nasty. Well, I think actually that's usually that's. I'm I'm trying to think about how to say this. The problem is that political correctness exists in the first place. It's kind of one of those frog boiling in the pot things. You know, it just starts with kind of little self censorship, right? You things you would think, oh well, I'm just being polite. It, it's yeah, not a big deal. Right. But then it gets, you know, hotter and hotter and hotter, and then all of a sudden we're all used to a culture of constantly censoring ourselves and constantly not even allowing ourselves to think and explore ideas, and that really cuts off our ability to grow as people and as a society. You know, we have to be able to entertain new ideas, new research, talk about them, talk about our experiences, and share them so that we can grow. And if we can't do that, it really creates dangerous things. It it creates kind of like these manias you know societies go through manias like the dutch tulip craze you know a lot of stock runs you know that crash economies those are related you know to manias so this is something that people do and we need to be aware of it and also aware of the fact that sometimes things you don't think matter like just staying quiet not speaking up being polite if you when you do that it may seem a small thing but it is creating this culture um, that helps grease the skids for not standing up and saying, well, maybe we should have a long and deep public conversation before we encourage people to damage young children's bodies. Well, it's also, uh, Joy, that um, that Bruce Jenner is given an, an ESPY award for courage for becoming a woman. And so the kids point. see that, you know, and so mm-hmm. it's everywhere. And, and y- if you... And I've seen it myself. When I've questioned it, I people look at me like I'm a, a Neanderthal, number one, or or just a complete homophobe, transphobe, whatever kind of phobe you want to come up with, for even just wondering why they have to change bathrooms and not leave the bathrooms the way they are. There's something wrong with you. That's right. And I mean, exact, those sorts of cultural reactions are precisely the same thing that pave the way for doing these sorts of things. You know, So I actually have been noticing... Some friends, uh, you know, affirming me just just gently because sometimes I'm I'm a very conservative person. So when I'm talking with people, I will say to them things like I will soften it. You know, just assume that they disagree with me because I know conservatism is supposed to be the PC line is that I should be ashamed of it. But I have actually noticed in conversation when I do that, a couple of my friends will say just very gently, but you know, I don't think you're crazy, or that's actually a good point, or just. Uh, gentle affirmations of the fact that it's okay to state your real opinions. I'm not going to shame you or think you're a bad person. And that's a little thing that we all can do to kind of push back against this. But it also does help to stand up and say, look, I don't care what you think of me. You know, we do need to talk about the bathroom issue. It's not just being polite to people. Obviously, there's a lot of, you know, that may be the camel's nose. There's a lot tied into the bathroom issue. It's not just about letting people, you know, have what they want. It, it costs people. There's a social cost to this, and we're finding that all out with seeing things like rapid onset, you know, gender dysphoria with kids just suddenly thinking maybe they should be, you know, binding their chests and, and, and so on and so forth, just radical ideas that most people, I don't, you know, I think most people would think is crazy, and they shouldn't be afraid to say that because them being silent is helping, you know, children, uh, it's allowing children to be harmed. I only have one minute left, Joy, and this seems to have be, this seems to have run away with itself, and it's hard for me sitting here to imagine it being, uh, you know, taken back anywhere. It's, not, it's just not going to be stopped. Huh? It's The train's down too far down the track. Well, that is, I mean, usually that happens with these sorts of things historically if we look at other kinds of crazy social fads. I mean, for example, the lobotomy craze. They, these sorts of things hurt people until they work themselves out, but they do inevitably work themselves out because they hurt people. So my main concern, of course, right now is to help create a culture in which fewer people can be hurt. And that just starts by talking about it and, and saying your objections politely, 
so that we can help this work out of our culture faster so that fewer people will be harmed. Joy, I really appreciate you being on with us, and that's one of the subject that I'm really fascinated by, and and uh, to be honest with you, annoyed by. So I'm gonna I'm gonna keep paying attention to it, and it was great great piece you wrote for the Federalist. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Okay, that's Joy Pullman, and we'll be back. Getting close to retirement? Experienced a nice Trumponomics bump in your portfolio? Well, we know the market goes up, and unfortunately, we also know it goes down. Don't risk your retirement to market whims. Learn how you can lock in those gains today by spending time with the team at Marley Financial. Todd Marley and the experts at Marley Financial can help you design a retirement plan that is bulletproof against the market's ups and downs. The team at Marley Financial uses a multitude of different techniques to make sure that you have a retirement plan that is tax-friendly, stable, and worry-free. Oh, and Speaking of taxes, did you know that Marley Financial can handle that too? With all the changes in the tax laws, be sure you're taking advantage of the best possible deduction and make sure you know what adjustments to make for your overall financial picture going forward. Call today for a no-obligation consultation to see just how, for 25 years, the clients at Marley Financial have never had a retirement plan fail. Call 724-884-1496 today. 724-884-1496 or visit them at MarleyFG.com. You know the moment. The workday is over. Your daily responsibilities have been met. The shoes slip off and you lie back. It's that end of day. Ah, That's the relief you'll feel when you rest on the body-soothing serenity made locally at the Original Mattress Factory. Relief from middleman markups and a hard day's work. The Original Mattress Factory. Thoughtfully made. Honestly priced. OriginalMattress.com Did you know that when you buy a mattress from a retail store, that mattress is being sold for the second time? What do I mean? Well, the manufacturer sells the mattress to the retailer, who in turn sells it to you with costs and markups for both parties. At the Original Mattress Factory, we have our own factory right here at our store. So the mattress you buy is being sold for the first and only time. That's why our prices are hundreds less than the mainstream mattress brands. Stop by one of our factory locations or visit us at OriginalMattress.com to see for yourself. Hello? I'm so glad we finally get to talk. Your email sounded like you're feeling isolated. I need help. I've been feeling so low. I just need someone to talk to. Well, I'm here, and I really want to hear from you. Why are you feeling so low? Nobody understands me. I feel so alone. Well, you're not alone anymore. I'm here. Now, what is it that's got you feeling low? Faithful Counseling is here to help. Our team of licensed Christian counselors want to help you get through this. We can begin a conversation when you're ready by text or phone or even video conferencing from the comfort of your own home. I'd like to give you your first week free. Go to TryFaithfulCounseling.com. Let's talk. Go right now to TryFaithfulCounseling.com. We really want to help you. It's so easy to get started and your first week is free. Go now to TryFaithfulCounseling.com. Let us help. People come in with health concerns and we try to address those at the root cause. At the Medicine Shops in Oakmont and Penn Hills, nurse practitioner Joyce Gibb has conducted over 3,000 consultations with pharmacist, mentor, and friend Joe DiMatteo. I actually got my nurse practitioner in family practice and I've always wanted to practice getting to the root cause because in family practice I felt like I was giving a pill for the ill. It's always pharmaceutical based. You really didn't get to the main problem that caused the symptom. Just an example, if you have heartburn, there's many reasons for acid reflux or heartburn. And some of those reasons can be not enough hydrochloric acid, where traditional medicine blocks that. And as we age, our body typically doesn't even make enough as it should to break down our food. A lot of people want to get off their proton pump inhibitors, and we had a little protocol to wean that very slowly so they don't have rebound heartburn. Call for a consultation today. The Medicine Shop in Oakmont and Penn Hills. 888-865-9595. This is the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer. Let's finish up with some uh, little bit of sports here. Sort of sports. First of all, Le'Veon Bell uh, did not show up today for practice, which means good chance he's not going to play against the Browns. And uh, most people, I would think, are anti-Le'Veon Bell. They think he's a bad guy, that he's not uh, 
loyal to his teammates. He's not being a good teammate. And so uh, I think I, 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 I mean, I, I think he's probably an idiot for not um, taking a long-term contract. But he's just going by the rules. Uh, he's been declared a, a, a franchise player. And a franchise player doesn't get paid unless he shows up. And if he doesn't show up this week, he's going to be out $850,000. That's a guy who's feeling pretty strong about the principal. I give him a little bit of credit for that. And he thinks, I, I'm not so sure I agree with the, the the strategy here. I'm not sure that he's it's a good move. I don't know if he's going to end up with more money because of it. But um, he he sees the money being thrown around, and he wants a piece of that. And uh, it's business. And the Steelers could have offered him more money. I don't know how much more it would have taken to make him show up, and not only show up for the first game of the season, which is Sunday in Cleveland, but show up for training camp. He didn't do it. Didn't do it last year either. Um, so I'm not ready to jump all over Le'Veon Bell for making a business decision. He's doing His business is selling his football ability to the highest bidder, uh, which he can only do when he becomes a free agent. And he's not one of those yet because his union, the NFL Players Association, was stupid enough to allow them to come up with something called a franchise player, which, pre- which prevents the very player or players that are going to get the big money from getting the big money because you, you can get uh, – that's a franchise player – your best player is about to become a free agent, and you put this tag on him, which prevents the guy who has the potential to make the most money from getting the most money. It's a, it's a, it was a stupid, stupid decision on the part of the NFL Players Association to agree to that. And they're paying for it, and I, I can't remember how long uh, it goes till that uh, the agreement, the, the uh, CBA is up. But I'm not ready to jump all over Le'Veon Bell. It's a two-sided street, man. The Steelers could have given him more money. And he's going to suffer the consequences of doing what he's doing? That takes some guts. Maybe he's dumb, but we'll find out. But I'm not ready to jump all over Le'Veon Bell, and I think they'll still beat the Browns without him. I'll see you tomorrow. The John Steigerwall Show is a production of AM 1250, The Answer, and Salem Media Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.